There's no such thing as like women's writing or writing for women. I was polite, but I just went for it when so many people were just saying no. I had the luxury of writing what I cared about the most for a long time. I want to publish like amazing, brilliant, urgent, strange, innovative fiction. Think about every scene ending with a bitch slap. Welcome to this special Bindercast bonus. This week, we've got Wendy C. Ortiz reading a section from Excavation. This book came out in July of 2014 and tells the story of a sexual relationship that I had with my junior high teacher that went on for five years. So I'm going to read from fall 1986, which makes me 13 when I met him. Open your notebooks, Mr. Ivers ordered, stepping backward from us, his eyes blinking rapidly behind his glasses. I saw a glimmer of a smile and then a furrowed brow in mock seriousness. You're going to use these notebooks to compose journal entries. You'll turn the notebooks into me once a week, every week. You can write about whatever you want so long as there's evidence of writing somewhere, somehow, in that notebook. Got it? He held his elbows. He caught my eye. Why don't we just take a little bit of class time to start this gig? Anyone have any questions? Mr. Ivers began moving past students' desks, throwing out joking comments, lingering with kids who pleaded that they had nothing to write about. I raised my hand. My eyes followed him, starting with his tie. My eyes crept up his thick neck, ending on the cleft in his chin. I glanced at Abigail, who was busy writing in her notebook. She paused, put her head down on the desk. I bit my lip when suddenly Mr. Ivers' eyes met mine. Mr. Ivers, can you come here? I held my raised elbow in the air as if it was a burden to hold up, as if I was wounded and required assistance. He lifted his palm to me as he focused on Sheila's question. Sheila whined about the assignment and Mr. Ivers cajoled her into starting with just one sentence. When Sheila's pen met paper, he made his way to my desk. I watched him, the way his mouth opened slightly so that I could see his tongue dart out and touch his lips. When he came to my desk, I pressed my lips together and hid a smile. What am I supposed to write about? Like, anything? We can write about anything? I let my hand touch the cool of the desktop. Yep, he answered, looking at me with raised eyebrows. I noticed beads of sweat on his forehead, which was broad and pale. He started to move on to another raised hand, and my arm shot back in the air, straight, sure. He turned back to me. Yes, Wendy, another question? I brought my eyes back to the desk, back to the notebook, away from his small hazel eyes and amused look. So, like, it doesn't have to be specifically about school? I felt my legs twist up under the desk. I imagined I needed a touch-up to my eyeliner. My lips felt chapped under the coat of bronze lipstick. Nope, he answered as he moved away from me, down the aisle between desks. In fact, I would hope that it has hardly anything to do with school. I watched his back, the expanse of his gray sweater, and inhaled the almost imperceptible scent of his cologne. He went back to briefly conferencing at students' desks. His words were lost on me as I stared at my notebook, its pages naked, waiting to be split open and attacked with my pen in one fluid motion. Later, after half of the first page was covered and I felt like I was coming up for air, I looked up to find Mr. Ivers' eyes fixed on me, a slight smile on his face as the class bent over their notebooks. And lastly, a very short section from 1987. Hours upon hours of talking about record albums, song lyrics, then looking up words in the dictionary. 
feeling as though I constantly need to catch up with him intellectually, the age difference suddenly feeling like a chasm until we get to the boiling point, the point where it all comes down to, I'm so hard for you, you are it, the most exciting thing at school. And I'm in bed, muffling my voice under a pillow with the phone to my ear, hand in my underwear, talking quietly, assuring, chuckling with my new sexy voice, and realizing the hold, the power I have over this person who moans and grunts and flicks his tongue at me through the phone like I have never experienced before. This is no kid. This is no boy. This is no finger fuck in the park. This is no rush of kisses in a dark movie theater. This is sex across wires. This is gut-wrenching, first-time-ever oozing red love. This will be hot, angry tears and hanging up the phone later. This will be promises broken and fingers touching clandestinely in classrooms. But right now, this is power in the curve of my hip, the way I turn to face him, the mystery of my turtleneck sweater, power in the sound of my whisper, power in the arch of my back and pout of my lips. This is fire, air, drowning, gushing, purging. This is illegal. Want to hear more? Download a free copy of the Excavation audiobook at audibletrial.com slash bindercast.